Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast of Noonan First United Methodist Church. We have a couple of quick announcements before we get into this week's sermon. Per the guidelines of the bishop, we are continuing to hold services online only, but we're currently looking forward to June 28th, which, as of now, will be our first Sunday back for in-person worship. Of course, this will look very different in this new era of social distancing, so stay tuned for more info on what you and your family can do to help us minimize risk and meet the guidelines set out by the North Georgia Cabinet. As a reminder, you can stay in touch and get all the news you need at our website, noonanfumc.org, and make sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Finally, sign up to receive emails by going to our website and clicking email list under media. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll hopefully see you very soon. Please turn with me to John 14. I'm reading verses 1 through 7, 15 through 17, and 25 through 27, reading from the English Standard Version. Hear the words. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, that where I am, you may be also. And you know the way to where I'm going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Verse 15 through 17. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. And verse 25 through 27. These things I have spoken to you while I am still with you. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said. Peace I live with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. Dear Lord, we are so thankful for this day. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. Thank you that we are all here in our homes to worship you, Lord. Lord God, we pray for open hearts, good soil, Lord. I pray that your words come out, your Holy Spirit be poured out on me and everyone hearing, Lord. Oh God, let us hear your truth. Let us hear your love and your encouragement. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. There's a movie that I love called The Way. The movie is about the the Camino de Santiago, or the Way of St. James, which is actually is a Christian pilgrimage that people walk from France to northern Spain. The plot of the movie goes, Dr. Thomas Avery is an American doctor who goes to France following the, the death of his adult son, Daniel who was killed in the Pyrenees during a storm while walking the Camino. Tom's purpose is initially 
to retrieve his son's body. However, in, in grief and in homage to his son, Tom decides to complete the journey for Daniel from the point where his son died. He takes Daniel's ashes and spreads it along the way. While on the journey, he friends three others who are also on the Camino. At the end of the movie, the, the four make it uh, to their destination. And it's an emotional scene where each one reacts differently to God's presence in the cathedral. You know, as we go along the way of life, the presence of God is with us. In fact, Jesus promised that he would be with us in this life. He knew that we would need help in this life. And he made some promises to us today. Promises that we need to remember that are redeemable at any time. No matter where we walked on this earth, where we've been, what we've done, God is with us. And I hope to show you today that your hearts don't have to be troubled. Our destination, our purpose along the way of life is full of meaning and ordained to be for our good. In today's passage, Jesus is talking to the disciples. He just washed their feet and the atmosphere got serious as Jesus became troubled in his spirit and warned them that one of them would betray him, one of them would deny him, and that he was near his death. He gives them promises so they would not give in to fear and anxiety. And those promises are for us too in this day as we go along the way to the Lord. And here's our, our, my first point. If you're taking notes, feel free to follow along. The way points to the promise of God's presence. And this is the first point. The way points to the promise of God's presence. Verse 1. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe in me. Jesus is saying, look, don't let your hearts be troubled. Do not fret. Because you, were, you have a Father in heaven. And you have a Savior. Who is Jesus talking to? In this chapter, the conversation is between Jesus and the disciples and, and the anxiousness that came on from the conversation. And Jesus calms their hearts. You know, Jesus knows your hearts are troubled, especially in these strange times during the pandemic. You know, sometimes I wear um, a face mask when I, when I go to the grocery store. And I notice that the strange thing is that people don't talk to you when, when you wear one. I understand that wearing one gives a feeling of fear to some people and anxiousness. And when I wear one, I'm, I'm not trying to scare anybody, but I'm just trying to protect myself and others from COVID-19. And sometimes when people see a face mask being worn, they're reminded. They're reminded that maybe our tomorrows will be full of fear and out of control. Back in this verse, Jesus was calming their worries about tomorrow. And he's calming us today. He is calling us to faith. I think one of the many things Jesus is telling us today is, hey, didn't I tell you that I got you? I love you. I have my arms around you. Believe. 
Believe in me. Let go and let Jesus have control of your life. He is saying, believe more than the idea of me, but believe in the actual presence of me. Because I got you and will be with you in your tomorrows. Do not worry, because I have reasons for you not to worry. Let's look at verses 2 and 3. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, that where I am, you may be also. This is so comforting. Jesus is telling them that they are going to live with him in heaven. And I think Jesus is saying, hey, while you're living on this earth, you will be with me and it will continue for eternity. Sounds too good to be true. Everything Jesus says is true. And this goes beyond what circumstances might or might not happen or be waiting for us tomorrow. This is living with Jesus for eternity. And in the meantime, are we left on our own in this world to deal with the issues of this life? No. Jesus saying, I got you here in your tomorrows and you're going to make it. This life is not our home. So don't be surprised by disaster when it strikes or calamities or when things don't turn out the way that you wanted them to. Our home is in heaven, but Jesus can make it like heaven on earth just with his presence through the kingdom of God. And we are part of that, that kingdom through being the hands and feet of Jesus. Let's look at one of the disciples' response. Verse 4 and 5. And you know the way to where I am going. And Jesus just said that. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus says that the disciples knew where he was going. But Thomas said that they did not know. How often do we know the answers to the questions that we ask God? How many times do we say we don't know what to do, what the Lord wants us to do? We are waiting and waiting for God to tell us. And yes, sometimes the answer has not come. But sometimes he's told us. But we haven't responded. We haven't obeyed. We haven't done anything. Sometimes we have to know that we are prone to a lack of spiritual discernment for it to be removed. I sadly repeat this step many times in my life, but thank God who does not give up on me. His presence is always there through Jesus, and he helps me to try and try again. And here's my next point. The way points to the promise of our true destiny. The way points to our prom- the promise of our true destiny. Verse 6 and 7, Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you have known my Father also. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. So this is the answer not only to Thomas, but for us all today. Jesus is declaring that he is the only way to the living God forever in heaven. Listen, God loves you and wants you to be with him. You are made to be loved by God and to love him. 
1 John 4, 8 says, Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. What does all this mean with way, the truth, and the life? How can this be the way? Let's look at these words and see what they mean to us. Way. 1 Timothy 2.5 says, For there is one God and one mediator between God and mankind, the man Christ Jesus. You know, it was a controversial claim by Jesus when he said he was the only way to God. And Jesus himself said it. And he also said that if he does not say something, then it's not true. So the heart of it is that Jesus wants you to believe that because if you believe that, you are on the way. And the way is marked by love over law. Meaning love and believe on Jesus despite if you think you have not done enough works or you think how bad your past has been. The truth is, if you believe in Jesus, he comes and lives inside of you. John fourteen twenty three. Jesus replied, Anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. You say you don't think you love Jesus enough? Well, you don't realize how much he loves you. Once you have that love, see the plan God has for you. Just see the fruit that appears through in your life through good works and how you love others. And the second word, truth. In today's world, what is truth? We are subject to reasoning and and how it relates to our life. But there is truth out there, and that is where you start. It's Jesus. Jesus is truth. For us to truly know God, we must come to him with truth, not what we think. We come with Jesus. John 8, 31-32 says, So God said to the Jews who had believed in him, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And this is to be free from what? Lies. The Bible says that the enemy of our souls is the father of all lies, and he will do anything to keep us from coming to the truth, Jesus. So that was life, way, truth, and then life. When you go to a funeral, what is a common question that we think of? Did did the person find meaning in this life? Was this a loving person? How was this person's personality? As we think about our death, we also ask questions to ourselves like, where will I go when I die? Home? Home to be with the Lord? Jesus helps us in this life by living in us to make his mark on the world through us. Jesus gives us meaning in this world and relevance and experience. Ravi Zacharias said, Without Jesus, we are restless. With Jesus, we find rest. You see, without knowing what happens to us when we die, we will constantly be looking for peace in our heart. But with Jesus... Our lives are marked by his presence in our life and the promise of life in heaven with him. That's a promise. That is our hope. That is peace. And that is life. And here is my next point. 
The way points to the promise of God's power. The way points to the promise of God's power. Verses 15 and 17. If you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper and be with you forever. Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. And look at verse 25. These things I have spoken to you while I am with you. The ESV translation calls the Holy Spirit a helper. The Greek word here is parakleton, which means advocate, intercessor, comforter, consoler. This is a person, and in verse 17 says, He is in you, and when you read verse 25, when Jesus says, While I am still with you, He's identifying the Spirit with himself. He is saying that I am with you and the Spirit will be in you. So not only is the Holy Spirit a person, the Holy Spirit is God and shares his nature. 1 Corinthians 2, 10-12 says, These things God has revealed to us through the Spirit. For the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except the Spirit of that person, which is in him? So also no one comprehends the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might understand the things freely given us by God. This is all important because to have the Holy Spirit as our helper, an advocate, someone that knows truth, someone that knows us, teaches us, and reminds us of God's Word through the Bible, To have the Holy Spirit is to have God's love in us, to have life. You know, the Holy Spirit helps us in so many different ways. For instance, he prays for us, gives us power, guides us in all truth, frees us, gives us hope, puts in us a new heart, gives us gifts and talents, and even helps us worship. Today, I want to focus on the way mentioned in our scripture lesson in verse 26. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. So the Holy Spirit teaches and helps us to remember. You know, in life there are constant lessons to be learned, and we have the best teacher in the Holy Spirit. John 16, 13 says, However, when the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you in all truth. For he will not speak on his own, but he will speak what he hears, and he will declare to you what is to come. The Holy Spirit helped author the Bible and helped build the church. On the day of Pentecost, which actually we'll we'll be celebrating later this month, the disciples were filled with the Holy Spirit, and the Apostle Peter preached his first sermon, urging the crowds to repent to believe in Jesus Christ as their their Messiah and to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. That very day, some 3,000 people were baptized as the people of God in the church was born. The disciples were able to preach the gospel to all nations and languages. And the Holy Spirit does the same for us. He reveals Jesus, glorifies him, and teaches us about him. What does that mean for us? Well, 
Have we kept Jesus' command to make disciples? In Matthew 28, 19, we get the Great Commission. Jesus said, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. You know, during this pandemic, the Great Commission does not stop. I think we are learning new ways to, to reach people. We need to continue to share the good news, to share the hope, because people are thirsting for hope right now. But after this pandemic, I'm not sure that things will be the same as they were. I think God is working within the church, and I'm excited to see what he does. I know God wants us meeting together like they did in Acts, but I wonder if one hour a week was enough. I wonder if God's telling us he wants more of a commitment to his call and less to our comforts. More of us making disciples and sharing our faith. Maybe even more of us cutting our ties to things and stuff and more sharing what we have as we have seen some folks do during this pandemic. I'm sure he would like to see more of that in me. And more of that unity and love in the church as we gather. I think the Holy Spirit is convicting us and teaching us through all of this. We need to respond and listen with faith. And ask ourselves, what is God telling me to do? Let's look at the next point. The way points to the promise of peace. The way points to the promise of peace. Are you needing peace today? Verse 27, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. You know, there are certain kinds of people, experiences, and things that can give you peace. But they don't last. The one person that gives you peace is Jesus. Without Jesus, you look for peace. And your heart is not satisfied until it's found that peace in Jesus Christ. The disciples had to begin feeling fear when Jesus told them about the denial and the betrayal, and him going to the cross. But they could not see what Jesus saw. And that is the message for us today. Jesus sees your future, and he won your future on the cross. And the very thing that you are thinking and stressing about right now, he sees it and knows that you will pass through it with him. Because he's bigger than your circumstances. His peace, his kind of peace, is found through his presence with us, through the Holy Spirit in us. You know, it's it's probably easier said than done. It seems like we can't turn off our troubled hearts. After all, there are folks that we depend upon seeing every day. And the thought that they won't be here the next day, well, that can certainly bring in some fear. Or a thought that a job that God has given you talents for is about to go away because of the economy. Or maybe your, your family has put a lot of pressure on you to go to a particular school, but it looks like you're not going to make it. Or you're, you think you're about to lose your spouse to another person. All these things would bring fear. What do we say to that? Don't fear? Yeah, I would agree with you that it's difficult not to fear. But remember... 
God's grace is present. It's in real time. Whenever you look back at the stories when God needed to act like the parting of the Red Sea, His timing was perfect. God will give you the peace and the grace you need it when you don't see tomorrow's peace because His peace comes to you when you need it, in the moment. He does not give you deliverance for next week. He gives you deliverance in the moment. And His peace, grace, mercy is tied to His sovereignty. And He is the God that goes before you, beside you, behind you, and all around you. Let us focus on that peace that is only attained through Jesus Christ, our Savior and our Lord. As I close, I know some of us wonder, where is God? Especially when we see folks are suffering physically, emotionally, and financially. Frankly, people might have already been carrying around some past hurts, and all of a sudden we have this pandemic and the resulting fallout has made it worse. We might see fear. We might see anger. We might see selfishness. And sometimes we might see hate. Where is God? What do we say to that? Well, according to the promise from Jesus, he says to us today, don't let your hearts be troubled. Believe in me. And believe in my Father. Jesus prepared a place for you. There is a place in heaven with your name on it. And while you are here, the Holy Spirit is in you, which is God Himself. He is with you. Grab onto that hope and share that hope because people need hope right now. And it's a beautiful promise. Grab onto it with all your strength. And what you'll find is that His kind of peace is for you today. Now that's a promise. Let's pray. Father, we love you. Lord, thank you for your mercy and your grace. Thank you that you are with us despite any circumstance that may come. Great are you, Lord. We worship you and praise you, Lord. Lord, I ask that each one of us will just ask the Holy Spirit, what is the message for us today? What, what is our takeaway? What do we need to do or change? Lord God, what do you want me to do? Lord, I pray for just hearts that agree with your call. And Lord, if there's anyone here that does not know you, Lord God, I just pray that we, they just say this prayer. Jesus, I repent of my sin. I turn away from it. And I believe in you, Jesus, my Savior. And I receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.